0: This episode of Juicing the Numbers, a statistics in sports podcast. I am your host Joshua Tracy,
1: and I'm Corbin Heller.
0: And today we have uh, gone back to our topics on baseball. We're talking about leadoff hitters in the major leagues. A leadoff hitter, for reference, is the person hitting in the one spot, the first person that comes up to bat in the game. Um, do you have any opening remarks on leadoff hitters before we kind of get into numbers? Um, things you look for in particular intangibles.
1: So before I really got into baseball, probably two seasons ago, um, I always kind of figured that fuck off. <laughs> I always kind of figured that leadoff hitters were just like always the super small, tiny guy who could run really fast and just always get on base. Like essentially your, what the Reds wanted Billy Hamilton to be, you know, your Francisco Rick Lindor. Gardner. Yeah, Brett Gardner, guys like that. Um, and then teams kind of started switching in the past couple of years, putting guys like George Springer, who is just a home run monster at the leadoff spot, Charlie Blackman, um, Mookie Betts, even though he is still extremely fast. and He should be hitting, too. High, I don't get that yeah. at all. Um Regardless, um, I really like the change, and I'm a big fan of getting a power hitter at that one spot and just kind of like say fuck it, hit for, uh, hit for the fences, and start us off strong. How about you? Uh, Lead-off hitter is, to me, one of the most interesting spots in
0: um, baseball strategy, I guess, like old-school baseball strategy, because it's such a unique position – because in my in my eyes, two through nine, are you're going to order your best hitter to your worst hitter, you know, and then you know you'll adjust based on dexterity, you know, right or left against pitcher who is right or left, and that kind of small shit. But in general, two through nine is just who are the best hitters on your team, with slight reordering for like little things. But one. Hitting first is such a uniquely different trait that I just find it so interesting because it doesn't have to be your best hitter, right? A team can Mm -hmm. pick out what they think is most valuable and then put that as being the thing that, the reasoning they're going to put you in the one spot, right? Are you a really high on base percentage guy because they want to have traffic on the bases early? Are you a really fast guy because they want you to steal bases because they're trying to get a contact team because maybe they're, Actual hitting's not so great, but they have a good contact percentage, you know? Um, are you a big home rent threat? And they're trying to do a Corwin set and get everything off early. It's such a weird and different and unique spot. I love leadoff hitting. I, I think it's such an interesting—it sets the tone for the game. It lets everyone know what's going on. And we'll talk about a few other things with it uh, as we get into the episode. But it's such a different spot in terms of lineup construction— I think it's just fascinating. Also, one of the things to keep in mind is as you get higher up in the order, so you're one, two, and three guys. uh, If you're hitting first, you're going to be seeing, you're going to be getting the most plate appearances on your team, right? Uh, If you hit in the one spot every single game for 162 games, like you're going to be getting more plate appearances, even if it's just slightly, than the guy who's hitting two. Who's going to get more play appearances, even if it's slightly than the guy who's hitting three, just because you're going to be coming up more. You know, you're going to be the last out sometimes. It's just you know, um, exposure, I guess, the ability to come up more. So that's one of the reasons you also see lineups kind of constructed the way they are, with the best hitters being up at the top, because you want your best hitters to be hitting as much as possible. Like, um, like two years ago when Giancarlo Stanton had 59 home runs. Do you remember this? Yep. And the. The Marlins were trying to get him to hit 60, so they th- put him in the leadoff spot just so he could get more plate appearances. Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly why. Uh, just that's 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 how math works here, folks.
1: So we should we get can into do it sometimes?
0: The... When we want to, <laughs>
1: uh, you really want to get basic stuff.
0: You want to get into the numbers on this, then?
1: Yeah, let's hit it off. Okay, I so there? I pulled up. That was a good pun.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I, I pulled up a, a bunch of stats off of Fangraphs that I, I combined into a thing here. I also pulled one single stat off of um, Baseball Reference that had a manually input, but that's okay. I just work super hard at this. Uh, <laughs> so, I, 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 I did a a, um, a split leaderboard on Fangraphs' website based on people who hit first. And once again, as I mentioned before, when talking about Fangraphs' split leaderboard it shows everything it does not just show like the times at which you hit in the leadoff spot baseball references actually does but i i have gripes with both of them i guess and they're really minute only because i'm using this for such a specific thing like it's not their fault that i need a very very specific data set and theirs is not that um so Mm. i guess this just shows like if you have hit in the leadoff spot, you get put in this kind of the same way like Max Muncie got put all of his plate appearances in as a first baseman and a third baseman. I think it's like that kind of setup here. Right. So, of people who hit in the leadoff spot very consistently, I've uh, sorted it out by plate appearances. So, the most by a fuck ton, by the way, was Francisco Lador, <laughs> who had 720 plate appearances. And second on the list is Cesar Hernandez of the Phillies, who had 660. Like, that is such a huge difference. And the drop-offs here are really big. And then, like, so, like, George Springer had 617. And then Mookie Betts had 608. And then it shoots way the fuck down to Matt Carpenter with the Cardinals at 522. Uh, John Jay, number six, with uh, 511. And then Whit Phil, Brett Gardner, and uh, Shin Su Chu, and D Gordon are uh, the rest of the top 10 in terms of plate appearances as leadoff hitters. So what what kind of sense are you getting just from looking at these 10 names of, like, what's the picture in your mind of a leadoff hitter right now?
1: Um, all of these guys are, well, almost all of these guys are extremely fast, hit for uh, decently high on base percentage, all have, you know, a good amount of power still left in him. Maybe not Brett Gardner, but oh, Brett Gardner
0: has—he's Brock Gardner has never <laughs> had power to lose. Like, yeah, he, it, no. You it's think not with
1: the—you think with those forearms, he'd be able to hit something far? But no. Right, um, last but year, yeah. last
0: year he did. Last year he had like twenty yeah. something home runs.
1: Somewhere I wouldn't count on that ever. Out of <laughs> yeah, really. But what's. Uh, what stands out to me here is just all of these guys have a good mix of power, speed, and hitting. Like, there's no Billy Hamiltons who are just speed. There's no pure contact hitter. There's no pure, you know, power hitter like a Joey Gallo or something like that. It's all a nice mix between all of them. Yeah, these are the guys
0: whose skills are work perfectly if there's no one on base. That's really what it is. It, these are guys who are going to... Like, Joey Gallo's skill set is mostly useful when there's guys on base. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's, he's either Somewhat going to walk him only over... Only
1: useful when there's guy on, guys on base.
0: Except on third, apparently, because Joey Gallo's never had a sacrifice fly. And I still can't get over that. I still can't get over that Joey Gallo, I hit more home runs than singles, has never had a sack fly. And I don't understand it, and I want someone to ask him why.
1: Why do you I mean, do this, do Joey? A, we could do a whole episode on the enigma that is Joey Gallo.
0: He is one of the most fascinating human beings in baseball. Uh, and Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I'm get, it's, it's the same kind of out. I mean, this is, this is, a lot of these dudes are who you think of when you think of stereotypical leadoff hitters. Uh, Cesar Hernandez I, I wasn't picturing at all. No. But I mean, oh, no. like you know, you look at Whit Merrifield. He led the American League in both hits and stolen bases last year. Uh, Brett Gardner, D. D Gordon, uh, the you know Shinsoo Chu. Like these are very like speedy dudes, uh, slap single kind of guys, you know. Uh, and people, and you know, look at like Mookie Betts. You're going to be getting a lot of dudes that have um, the ability to see a lot of pitches, which we will also be getting into that. So one of the things that I thought would be interesting is if Corwin and I kind of picked out some stats that we thought would be most important for talking about leadoff hitters and then uh, just talking. I actually made up a little uh, fun little equation of sorts uh, that I thought we could we could also look at. But if you had to give me, Corwin, your rundown of what stats you think are most important for talking about a leadoff hitter, where would you end up?
1: so i would say my big three in no particular order is on base percentage strikeout percentage and honestly probably um walk rate just the ability to well i don't know if i say walk rate that kind of Digs into on base percentage, so I'm going to switch it up and go slugging percentage because I love those power guys at the leadoff spot. So, so tell strikeout me, percentage, on base percentage, and slugging percentage. Tell me why for each of them. Um, strikeouts. There's really n- no better way to start yourself in the hole in an inning, if or in a game, if by striking out. Um, you know, S- nice little fact here. You can't get on base if you strike out. Well, you Fascinating can't, stuff. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
0: I guess drop third strikes, but that's yeah. so fucking rare.
1: Exactly um, on base percentage again, kind of a gimme. Just can you get your ass on base? I don't care how, just get there. And uh, you know the good old money ball way. And then, like I said earlier, with the love of big swingers at the opening spot, slugging percentage. Can you get deep on base? Can you get to second, third? can you hit a home run early on start that momentum early
0: okay um I, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly with you I'm gonna disagree just a little bit on strikeout percentage and I thought about that a lot when I was trying to pick out mine and so one of the one of the stats that I picked for mine is pitches per at bat which is the one stat I had to pull off a baseball reference that's not on Fangraphs, at least in a very consumable fashion, because? Do you let me let me ask you, Corwin Heller, if your leadoff okay. guy goes up there and sees fifteen pitches,
1: <laughs>
0: fifteen, and ends up striking out, are you that upset?
1: No. Seeing 15 pitches to start off a game is also exceedingly rare.
0: No, but I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, because my thing is, I want my batters to be seeing the pitches. So if you are a guy who can average out six to nine pitches, no, oh, that's a little bit that's a little bit harsh. Maybe five to seven pitches per plate appearance. I'll take a f- slight higher strikeout percentage than average? Uh, Maybe. I'll put it this way. If you have a good on-base percentage and you have a good pitches per at-bat, I can live with some strikeouts. Now granted, no one's going to go up there and see 15 pitches per at-bat. That's extreme. But all I'm saying is I didn't include strikeout percentage. I included strikeouts in mine. Mm -hmm. Raw
1: strikeouts. Yeah, Um, I do see that, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just... Trying to give my reason. I see your
1: point. Yeah. Um. I just where I'm coming from. I don't want a guy like Yohan Moncada, a guy like Joey Gallo, like big numbered strikeout guys, to be consistently being like putting the team in a hole whenever they're leading off.
0: No, I I got you. I see.
1: I I see the mean where, or I see what you mean where. It's kind of hard to look at strikeout percentage and say that was a bad at bat every time. Um, but that's how I feel.
0: No, I I yeah, I completely I'm just I'm just trying to offer that that other little right. part of it that I look at, which is why I think pitches per at bat is so cuz I think I think I value and I think I actually put it in this little equation I came up with which I can read off in a second, but I actually I value the number of pitches you see more than I value um, how many sure, times yeah. you struck out. Yeah, and actually, I don't think I... Okay, so I devised this equation. So I, I picked out, as my stats that I thought were important, I picked on-base percentage, much as Corwin did. I picked walk percentage. I picked pitches per plate appearance, as I had mentioned. I picked the raw number of strikeouts, total strikeouts, and this... this, this Kind of old stat, but has some uh, relevance called speed that FanGraphs keeps track of still. Okay, so what I what I did was as as we'd mentioned in like our QBR episode, and anytime we've brought up like weighted formulas before, weights are just a numerical way of you displaying a value that you assign to these statistics, right? So, what I have is I have on-base percentage times 20. 20 is the highest one I put. So, like, 20 is, like... On-base percentage is the the most important stat in this equation. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what everyone's going to care about the most, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, then I have uh, walk percentage minus 8, and then that number times 5. So, what I did with that is I... I Eight's a little bit random, but what I settled on is I think I believe eight is around league average, and if you're going to be my leadoff hitter, I want you to be above
1: that. Okay. So Makes if you a lot of sense.
0: if you can't walk to league average, um, I know your on base is going to be nice. It's going to be boosted by maybe your batting average, as I think we'll see with like George Springer doesn't walk a lot. Yeah, his isn't great. Um, uh, no, he does. D. Sorry, Gordon. he does. D- oh, you're right. I should have picked D Gordon because D Gordon's not good at walking at all. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know
1: that you could get that number that low.
0: I think he only walked seven times last year.
1: Holy shit! He has a 1.6 percent walk rate. For those yeah, of he, you who are not looking at this while listening, which I'm assuming none of you are.
0: Yeah, he does not walk much at all. So anyway, I uh, walk rate minus the constant, which I'm saying is is about league average. Um, times five. So that has that has a a value. It's not a ton, but it has it has value. Then I have pitches per plate appearance. So how many pitches are you going to see on average when you walk up to the plate? Okay, minus four. Now that's going to be that's actually relatively high. As you can see, there's quite a number of players who fall below that mark. But again, never by a lot. Yeah, never, never buy a lot. Now, if you had expanded this out to players who um, don't primarily hit out of the leadoff spot, I'm sure this would look much worse because I'm sure you're going to see a lot of players who don't make it to four. I'll you know, a lot more players who don't even hit four. There'll probably be a lot of threes and maybe even some, some – uh, nah, probably no one's going to be two, but I'll say a lot of maybe low-end threes on that. Um, solely because, again, if you're my leadoff guy, I need you to see pitches. I need you to come up to the plate ready to foul balls off, Ready to hold back on your swings, you know. This 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 is uh, this being important to me. So I did minus four, so that you know it takes away um, some of. You have to to be above that for it to be a positive. Because if you're below that, I see that as being a negative. So that takes care of both ends right there, right? right. So if you're um, who's who's not great that I can pick on right now, John J. With a 3.85, that means that you're you 0.15 less than I want you to be at. So this is going to be a detriment to your score, okay? And then I'm going to multiply that by 15 because I I personally weight that highly. Did you want I to jump? I was really
1: in? hoping you'd pick on D Gordon again because he's I, at I 3. 3.38. <laughs> I wasn't. I on... was he good at baseball? I don't get it. Oh,
0: he's not good at baseball. He's not good. He's not <laughs> good at baseball. He's an okay defender and he's a bad bat. And he has a steroid suspension. Like, I don't get him at all. He's a weird dude. <laughs> anyway, then I have like this this speed rating because I want my guy to be quick. Um, so, I don't know how they, they find this, but I just calculated a quick average um, using Excel. And they said it was around five. So, I did speed minus five. So, you got to be above that for me to care about you. Below that. I, I think it's, you know, uh, as we said with pitch per plate appearance, a detriment. So, speed minus 5, and then that number times 4, because I weight that the least, but it's there. Uh, or, no, second least, I should say. And then that minus total number of strikeouts times point zero two because I care about strikeouts just a little bit. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I care about strikeouts .02% uh, of the time. and And then...
1: Nope, two percent of the time.
0: You know, you're right. Two percent. I'm wrong. Two percent of the time. And then I divided it by twenty just so that this looks more like a uh, baseball slash line stat. It, it, so it looks kind of like, uh, you know, like slugging or OPS,
1: right? And it it does. It looks real good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with how it ended up looking. Okay, so as a, as of right now, I have everything sorted by plate appearance. Um, what do you want to see? Out of, the, out of the traditional stats, not my equation.
1: Pick pick something for me to sort by. Um, I want to sort by pitches per plate appearance. All
0: right, that's going to be an interesting one. So, Andrew McCutcheon leads in pitches uh, per, per plate appearance. Oh, why didn't my whole thing? Hold on, Got give me one second. Right. Something didn't. Yep. Oh, it didn't go all the way down. That's my bad. Okay, one second. Is I fucked up? Okay, there we go. So, pitches per plate appearance, largest to smallest. Andrew McCutcheon, yeah, 4.4. 4. <laughs> Jesus, Kutch. That's so fucking many. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Jesus. I love them. That's good so for much. an
0: 18.5 walk percent, which is so comically higher than number two of being Curtis Granderson, who's second in both of these categories, as these two are probably very related. Um,. Wow. wow. So
1: what's gosh. wild what's wild to me is um, he has just a super high pitches per plate appearance, super low strikeout, super low uh, caught stealing. well not super low. I mean average five. caught stealing, a super high walk rate and a just a respectable uh, four or 0.414 on base percentage. But having a four point one speed leaves him with only actually it doesn't calculate it here
0: yeah that's what I was just doing. I just forgot to drag it down all the way, so if you just drag it down all the way, it oh, should okay. fix it no, it leaves him with a zero point seven four uh seven forty um I just labeled this what do you want to call this lead off stat yeah lead off stat lead off number I me mean, and seven forty um that seems yes let me let me do an like an o p s plus version of this where I'll do it um Jesus. So he's got a he's he's got a 133. Uh I'll call that Josh Plus. <laughs> oh man, that's a fuck ton, Kutch. Jesus. So so basically basically Kutch is is a um thirty three percent better than than our average looking leadoff hitter here. That's so fucking good. Oh, that's so fucking good. I love Andrew McCutcheon. What do you think Andrew
1: McCutcheon's uh, WRC Plus is? Ooh, I have no idea. Um, give me a baseline to base this off of so I don't sound super dumb. What do you mean? Like, what's the league average WRC Plus? 100? Yeah. Um, 115.
0: Way better, actually. 147. Ooh. Yeah, it's because the dude just That's walks. Really nice. Dude walks so yeah. much. Like it really helps to to walk. Um, so not only is he uh, is he forty uh, what I say forty seven percent better than your average league uh, hitter, he's also thirty three percent better than your average leadoff hitter. And your leadoff hitters now two, your number two hitter is gonna be your best hitter. But your your leadoff hitter is supposed to be like one of your top three or four hitters. Like Cutch is mm. really good at what he does. Cutch is a very like professional hitter, I think is is where Kutch is at.
1: I think if anyone described Andrew McCutcheon as professional, I don't think anyone would argue that. No, I feel the, like that describes him as a person to a T. The,
0: the the dude's money. Give me give me another one of these numbers you'd like to you'd like to sort by. Um, let's do uh, strikeouts. Oof. All right, so let's sort by strikeouts. Uh, largest and smallest Yo- <laughs> shocker, Yohan Moncada, with the right. most. I'm also surprised, though, he actually has a 10.2 walk percentage. That's actually kind of interesting. I didn't think he walked that much. Um, yeah, I didn't either. Now, you know, 10.2 is not, like, earth-shattering, like, it catches 18. But, I mean, it's that's very respectable.
1: Very like above respectable. Above average.
0: Certainly. Um so yeah, so he's sporting a 4.11 pitches per plate appearance, which is which is really solid. Uh, on base a 324 is kind of low, but like it's there. Speed of six is is very good. Um, this all works out to a 707 in in uh, our little leadoff equation, and then a 135.5 um, leadoff equation plus, <laughs> which means he's 35 percent better than everyone on this list. Would, Corbin, would you like to know who's lowest? I do want to know. Then let's find out. Um I'm assuming it's George Springer. No. It is uh Albert Alamara Jr. with negative a million.
1: Oh man. Negative Holy a million how does that happen? It's
0: so it's it it's it's negative three seventy nine and that works out to a negative one thousand one hundred eighty four point four. Um this little leadoff equation plus it's because his pitches per plate appearance is 3.36 he's got 37 strikeouts which i guess isn't awful but his speed is 2.6 his walk percentage is 5.6 don't forget i said walk as being he has to be more than eight to be positive because it's kind of league league average here and the average speed was mm-hmm. five and he's half of that wow yeah he went negative hard here holy shit Wow, that's bad.
1: I'm surprised. So, George Springer has the fifth worst on this list out of... How many people do you put on here? Uh, 49, 40, I think. No, 39. I believe you. Um, which is surprising because none of his numbers really ever jump out as bad. Like, he's getting four pitches per plate appearance, which isn't that bad. He does have a lot of strikeouts, but... He also had, you know, over 600 plate appearances compared to some of these guys who are just over two. Um, His walk rate is above average. His on-base percentage is respectable. He's got low speed, but that shouldn't affect it too much. But that all comes out to a 206 leadoff rate, whatever we're calling this. Yeah. Yeah. and, I i mean, I know that all has to do with the waiting system that we have, but I'm surprised that he's this slow. All
0: right, so Corn and I uh, ended up having to edit a lot out because we realized that a mi- there was a mistake in the way I had typed out the Excel formula where I had issued a, a constant on accident that had spread to everybody in the thing, which is what was giving us funky-ass results. So we fixed that, and we have a new top five, a correct top five in... um. Our system. Actually, real quick, first, you know what I want to look at? I want to look at George Springer to see where he's at now. So, can you find George Springer?
1: He dropped all the way down to thirty third. Yeah, rankings, wow. He's still not with good. With an LHR of a point zero eight and an LHR plus of twenty one. Yeah,
0: wow. He got worse. He was being helped a lot by that accidental constant. Yeah. That's really strange. Damn. All right, well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, so we have a top five here of uh, Mookie Betts, Brett Gardner, Ronald Acuna, Trey Turner, and Brandon Nimmo. Um, what do you make of these top five?
1: Uh, it's a lot closer to what I would have imagined them being when we started this whole exercise. Yeah, same. Um Brandon Nemo is probably the most surprising out of any of them um, if you aren't a Brett Gardner fan like you have made me um, but I mean he was fantastic in his you know rookie seasons for the Mets um, I'm surprised that number six goes to Delino de Shields from the Rangers um, I never would have thought that. Um, Andrew McCutcheon fell all the way down to 12 Charlie Blackman at 13 Um, I'm upset Francisco Lindor fell down to 20 With a LHR plus of 113 Uh, D. Gordon's down at 25 Where he should be George Springer at 33 DJ LeMayhew at 35 And Albert Almora Jr. at 39 with a LHR of negative 0.598 and an LHR plus of a negative 159.
0: Is Albert. Al- I-, I can't Albert. believe I, it's so weird looking at these numbers that Albert Almara Jr. is good at baseball. Like, you'd think he's terrible.
1: I honestly, like, I'm looking up his baseball reference just to see what he's done. I mean, he's had three seasons. I mean, two full seasons in the league. He has no power. He doesn't have any RBIs. He doesn't walk. He has a decent batting average, a decent on-base percentage. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying there's... Much hope for him, but I'm also not saying he should be lead off for the Chicago Cubs.
0: Yeah, and and that and that's one of the things. So, like, I also don't think Mookie Betts should be lead off for the Red Sox, despite the fact he leads this list because he's right. so
1: because he's too good of a hitter. Ex-
0: exactly, he's so fucking good. Like, why bat him with nobody on base? Like, I'd much rather see. No, I wouldn't, because then that made the Red Sox get better. But if I was running the Red Sox, <laughs> I would much rather put someone who's also good on the base paths like Mookie Betts is or also has obviously not everyone on the team is going to have the fucking stupid high on base percentage that this man sports but like even even if you just switch places between him and um uh Andrew Benintendi I think that would make more sense just because Mookie Betts is such a fucking great ball player and so that's that's kind of what I'm trying so, to capture with the I'm gonna, sorry I forgot to turn you off just Give me one second um that's what I wanted yeah, to capture with, with this shit is that is like leadoff hitting is such a different skill set independent of being a hitter. There's so much more that goes into it.
1: So I went and looked up the projected lineup for the Boston Red Sox for 2019 uh, and Rotochamp. Champ. Uh, and they project Andrew Benatendi to lead off for them and Mookie Betts to hit in the two spot.
0: I think that just makes so much more sense.
1: It really does. I mean, especially with JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts in the three and four, mm-hmm. like that's a powerful start line, starting lineup. Yeah, I, that, at the top,
0: that, that's such a good starting lineup. You really don't even need to worry about having that much speed on the base pass because those guys are just going right. to knock everyone in, as evidence from last season. But yeah, I mean like Brett Gardner's getting by on this list because like his on base percentage is like okay, but he's got great speed for a dude of his age. No, he's got great he's got great speed in he's general. Color. Um he sees a ton of pitches. <laughs> he doesn't strike out a ton. He's got a very respectable walk rate. I mean, he he's a very, very good leadoff hitter, although I understand last season it didn't look as though he was doing so hot because his batting average was fucking bad. But, as a leadoff hitter goes, i mean he's uh, to me it's he's either one or nine depending on how you want to play he's either batting first or batting last um mm-hmm. depending on your view of things um uh, and so after after kind of going through all this what do what are some of your takeaways would how would you change this equation um give me give me some thoughts in general on what we've been doing here?
1: I mean, I already kind of mentioned what I would change to it, um, and we made those tweaks when we did the formula. Um, So we did change uh, the strikeout to a strikeout percentage based off of plate appearances, and that kind of helped even things out um, based on, you know, guys like Mookie Betts with over 600 plate appearances are going to have significantly more strikeouts than a guy with 200. Um, So that kind of evens that out a little bit. Um I might include slugging percentage just so you have a little better idea of what like if they are trying to go for getting early runs, getting, you know, extra bases early on, seeing that kind of stuff, but I actually like this a lot. Um, Thanks, I buddy. think this works out really nicely and I think it gives us a really good idea of what makes a good lead-off hitter.
0: So one of the things actually speaking of slugging I have two thoughts on it. So the reason I didn't include it is because I've often wondered how much being, like, super fucking fast will affect your slugging. You know? Like, Jason Giambi Mm -hmm. getting a double isn't necessarily the same thing as, like, Andralton Simmons getting a double, you know? Right. So I kind of – so I thought about it because you're right. Like, the more bases you take, the better. I thought – Overall, though, without having too many variables, on-base percentage might be, might be best, but uh, I'm not sure there's enough there for an entire episode, but what do you think about how, how speed factors in just, just to slugging?
1: I think it basically, it just, so obviously smaller guys are going to end up being faster guys. I think it really just makes up for that lack of power. You know? Yeah. Like, yes, a Jason Giambi double is different than an Aldre a Simmons double. But at the end of the day, what did Moneyball teach us? A double's a double. It doesn't matter how you get there. It's just that you get there. So that's why I like the slugging percentage idea. Just, you know, if you're building a team, you're going to take what you can get and everything you can get with it. So that's why you know a doubles a double doesn't matter how you get it that's all i got to say
0: no i feel you i i definitely i definitely wouldn't like knock in dralton simmons if i'm trying to compare him to uh, uh david ortiz and be like david ortiz had a had to knock his doubles around the park and dralton simmons could get a double without leaving the infield you know or some stupid shit um because like yeah he is fast i was just uh Solely for this exercise, I thought to leave it off only because I thought speed might be more applicable. But yeah, I mean, I really think it works either way. I th- that's kind of what we were talking about uh, several times before with how you know weighted equations is is how you want to value different things. That's really all weighted equations are. It's, it's your own personal valuation. So if you had if you had to put slugging in. um, you don't have to give me an exact number of what you would weight it at, but like, would you? Would it be near the top, middle, or bottom of your 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 weights?
1: I'd say a weight of like ten.
0: That'd be like third, right? Of what I have it right now? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yes,
1: yeah, behind uh, on base percentage and pitches per appearance. No, I I feel you. I think I think yeah. I think that I still love that strikeouts is a two percent weight. I just find that hilarious. Like yeah, we're gonna include strikeouts, but go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, it's what it is. I mean, we can make it bigger, but I I didn't care enough.
1: I want to change it from like point oh two to like four and see what happens. Ooh. So, let's rank this. So, basically, nothing changes in the top nine. Yoan Makata falls down a little bit, but that's probably one of the least surprising things ever.
0: Yeah, well, also one of the things is um, I feel like the strikeouts are kind of grouped into, like, who has a bunch, who has very few, and then everyone's in between. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... Jose Peraza, who barely registers as a person with only 210 plate appearances, um, or 229 plate appearances, only has 19 strikeouts because he didn't play that much, but, like, Yohan Moncada has 150, but I feel like most people are in that, like, I don't know, 50 to 100 mark. So I, I, I guess I could see why it wouldn't change much. Right?
1: Yeah, I feel you. So, I changed uh, strikeouts in your formula to strikeout percentage. Yes. Um, And, man, I am amazed by Albert Almora's strikeout percentage. Oh, I didn't look at it. I want you to guess what it is. Guess what it is.
0: Oh, my God. It's going to be really high. Um, I'm not even going to look at his number of strikeouts. I'm going to say 40.
1: Incorrect. What is it? 42.3.
0: Oh, I was so close. (laughs) (laughs) I was legit worried you were going to say, no, it's 60.
1: (laughs) 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 Dude, that's really fucking bad. (laughs) God, if you change it. uh, What the fuck did I change? Oh, yeah. So looking at it, do you know what uh, just that little change changed Mookie Betts LHR Plus to? What? Three ten.
0: Oh my God, he's just so good at baseball. That's fucking wild, dude. He's never so strikes good. out.
1: Brett Gardner's at two ninety two.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like everyone disrespects Brett Gardner because he doesn't, he didn't have a great like hitting season last year, but he's still just a phenomenal leadoff guy. I, I under I understand why they moved him out of the leadoff spot because he's becoming a worse hitter hitter, but like he's how much how much war do you think he was worth last year?
1: Uh 5 war 5. Jesus.
0: No, not that I much. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> um probably like
0: 3.5. Uh 2.8. So you're pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I I mean cuz he's got such great defense, he's got such great base running. He just uh he just strikes out a fucking ton. Or no, oh, I'm sorry. He just he just can't hit for shit. I should say. Just just yeah, cannot cannot get ball to bat well no more. But I guess that's okay.
1: Twelve home runs though. Damn. Way to be Britt. Yeah. He had twenty one home runs two years ago.
0: Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Damn. Because he was in that competition with um, what's his face? Uh, uh. Matt Holliday. All right. If you had to give me. Corwin's top three leadoff hitters of all time. Who would you say?
1: I don't fucking know three leadoff hitters from anything other than like this past two years. So you've never heard of I such greats give you, as I not given you that Ricky Henderson, Wade Boggs. I've heard of them Ichiro Suzuki I don't, know, I don't know them as leadoff hitters. No. I can't tell you when they batted in the order. Tim Raines, Pete Rose. Oh, fuck off. Pete Rose sliding
0: head first. Charlie Hustle, man. I, I mean, Ricky Henderson's I think, unanimously the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have as a leadoff hitter between Ricky Henderson, who is a steals machine, or um, Ichiro Suzuki, who is a, a, a hits machine?
1: Um, I would say Ichiro just because I personally don't value steals that heavily compared to hits. So, I would take Ichiro. Oh,
0: man. It's Ricky all the way. Don't forget, he is the all-time leader in steals in baseball history. The man was filthy. Filthy. Plus, he had a a great slugging. Um... And mean, didn't. You asked me
1: whether or not I want stolen bases or if I want hits. No, I know, but I'm, I'm giving so my hits. answer now. <laughs> okay. Am I allowed All right.
0: to
1: do that? I'll allow it.
0: That's right. Suck my dick. <laughs> Plus, I, I think at that point, since we're just comparing two greats, I want the thing that looks cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Like, like Fair if enough. you had to pick
0: between having... Um, Man, 1,400 uh, steals. If you had to pick between having Babe Ruth or... or uh, uh, What's his fucking name from the Red Sox? Ted Williams. Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams. I mean, I'd pick Babe Ruth, I mean, as a Yankees fan, but also because the dude did it with such style, you know? Like, there's no wrong choice. You're getting one of the two greatest baseball players of all time, anyway. But if I have to choose between the two, give me the dude that fucking pounded beers and hot dogs the whole time while doing it, you know?
1: Yeah. That's why I would take Barry Bonds. Oh,
0: God, Barry. Barry Barry went up to the plate with attitude,
1: man. He wanted to hurt the ball.
0: He wanted to hurt every <laughs> motherfucker in the stadium not wearing his jersey.
1: Yeah. Oh man, fucking uh, love, Barry. love Barry Bonds.
0: Oh, I can't. I really hope this time next year, man, we're talking about how he finally made it into the Hall of Fame.
1: He deserves it. I mean, I know you know that steroids thing was a thing that happened. Um, but I hope he gets in. Like if I had to buy a baseball jersey, it would be Bo Jackson and then Barry Bonds for the Pirates.
0: Oh, Barry Bonds Pirates jersey, very interesting. Very interesting. All right, that's cool.
1: Well, I mean... no, I no, I, I get, I get, well, I didn't even think about it. In
0: my <laughs> mind, in my mind, he's always a giant. Like I always, there's a small part of me that just always forgets he was on the Pirates.
1: See, I only ever think of him as a Pirates player. Really? I know he did everything with the Giants but he's he's a bucko to me
0: I respect it I respect it a lot I th- i still think of Curtis Granderson as a Yankee still I will never not think of Curtis Granderson as a Yankee despite the fact he hasn't been mean, a Yankee in years and he was a Met
1: you mean Mets Hall of Famer you do Curtis Granderson do you think
0: Curtis Granderson goes to the Hall of Fame
1: no. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I wish he would because I love him so much, but I don't think he does either. I don't think he's got the numbers. All right.
1: I have a non sequitur that I forgot to talk about last night with you. Okay, go for this. That's uh, fine. We'll wrap up with Super this. Super Bowl. Go ahead. Okay, so last night was the Super Bowl. Yes. We recorded our Super Bowl episode directly after, which has by the time you're listening to this, probably three weeks ago, two weeks ago. About. I don't know when this is coming out. We just talked about it, but I don't remember. Um. How many people after the game were talking about whether or not Julian Edelman was a Hall of Famer?
0: Oh, fuck that. Really?
1: There was a lot of talk on Twitter, and um, they actually said it during the broadcast. Uh, Nate Burleson said it. He said that this MVP performance cemented Julian Edelman's Hall of Fame status, which I think is unbelievable. Cemented? That's ridiculous. Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer, not even close. He has never been to a Pro Bowl. He's never been an All Pro.
0: I want you to, I want you to, 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 to guess for me. Um, how many, how many touchdowns do you think Julian Edelman has in his entire career?
1: Um, in his entire career,
0: entire career, I
1: would say somewhere in like the thirties. He
0: has thirty exactly. Boom. this is a man who's been in the league for almost ten years, i think nine seasons, two four six, eight yeah um and he was thirty touchdowns. he has twenty two fumbles like he's he's a decent player he's got a great postseason lore about him, what with that catch last year yeah. um but he's not going into the hall of fame man it's it's no. I was hearing a lot like, of talk because he is
1: the perfect system quarterback for Bill Belichick's offense. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he is. He's a perfect slot receiver.
1: Like he's a tremendous slot receiver at creating space and getting open, but that's it.
0: I was seeing because I follow a lot of baseball guys, like a lot of conversation about should Julian Edelman have been allowed to play in the postseason because he got suspended no. early in the year for PEDs. And the rule in baseball is if you get a PED suspension at any point during the season, you are ineligible for play in the postseason. So, like, Robinson Cano would not have been allowed to play for the Mariners should they have made the postseason because, you know, they didn't. But if they did, he, he wouldn't have. What do you think
1: about that? And I love that rule. I think it's great. I love that rule. It gives you a reason other than being suspended. Like, all right, that sounds dumb, but it Gives players a legitimate reason to not do PEDs,
0: especially when the suspension's only four games. You're gonna tell me I can take four weeks off, do drugs, and still play in the postseason? Fuck it, why not?
1: And win Super Bowl MVP? Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I'm not. not, I'm not saying like, um, ah, this is just proof that the Pats are cheaters or anything. Like those are the rules they played by him. Like more power to him. You know, like that's how it, it breaks. But isn't for me a more in general thing um i think that they probably should look at it going forward you know
1: Mhm. i just i don't know i think that of all the players that have been shafted when it comes to the nfl hall of fame if julian edelman got in with the way his career is panned out right now uh that would be ridiculous
0: yeah, no, I'm with you. It's
1: absolutely ridiculous.
0: Unfortunately, at this point, though, this is very old news, so we should probably just call it a day because this shit's been done yeah, for fair weeks. Enough. Um, so fair enough. do you have any closing remarks on leadoff hitting in baseball? Um, anything we talk about today?
1: Um, I really want to, after we're done finishing this, I really want to plug Barry Bonds' stats into this formula and see how he would do.
0: <laughs> I bet very well. Yeah, I just, I just want to say... um. I I really, really want to emphasize how much I love pitches per at-bat because I really think that that's so important. Because I was talking to Corwin uh, before we started recording, and one of the reasons I just love it is, like, if you have a guy who struck out as your leadoff hitter, your leadoff hitter strikes out, but he saw, like, you know, a stupid amount of pitches. He saw 12 pitches, 15 pitches. You take that strikeout every time. I mean, would you prefer a hit there? yeah, of course, you'd always prefer a hit. But if you had to choose between a, you know, seeing one pitch versus seeing 15, I think I'd take the 15 and the strikeout. I actually think I would because part of the deal is you want a pitcher to have to use up his arsenal. You want the people on the bench to see what's going on. You want the pitcher to get fucking annoyed. And you want to get him working early. Because one of the other things to think about, let's imagine your team, Stupid good at seeing pitches. Stupid good at seeing pitches. Everyone on your team saw 10 pitches in that bat, just to make this easy for me. The pitcher will be out of the game in the fourth inning. Pitcher will be out of the game in the fourth inning. Yeah. Assuming he gets all, everyone out. Assuming all those are strikeouts, their starting pitcher will be out of the game in the fourth inning. Now granted, that's never going to happen, because to average 10 per game, or per, per uh, at-bat is ludicrous. But you can see what I'm getting at, you know, driving up those those pitch counts. And that starts with the leadoff hitter because pitchers don't want to throw all their pitches on, in the first inning in the first or the first um, time for the lineup. If you ever hear pitchers talk, they'd be like, I want to save my curveball for the second time I see this guy. I want to save my slider for the third time I see this guy. I don't want to have to throw my slider the at uh, the first plate appearance with this man, you know. I want to th- stick with my mm-hmm. fastball, and my changeup, and work off of that, you know. I don't want to give this guy my entire arsenal in one go. And I just, I really, really love pitches per at-bat. Like, oh, give me the good stuff, daddy. That's where I'm at.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> Jesus is gonna, Christ. This is juicing the numbers after hours. Oh, yeah. All right, are we done? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think we're done.
0: All right. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can hit us up at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. If you want to find our website that has this information and more, uh, you can go to juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. That's juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. You can find us on Twitter at juicingpod. It's juicingpod. And y'all have a good one. Beats.